Oh well, that that'll be funny to that'll be funny too. <laughs> now I really am sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry, everyone. So very sorry. <laughs> oh man, everyone's like, make him stop, make him stop. <laughs> Uh, it has stopped. All right, it has stopped. It has stopped. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, Rosetta Allen says it wasn't the number of them; it was the flicker rate of the items from the website. Oh, okay, I got you. I got you. Uh, I'm so sorry, everyone. It's been fixed. It's been fixed. So sorry. So very sorry. <laughs> Oh, man, oh, man. Uh, Tina says, TMC and Bonham Auction House are auctioning a full Darth Vader costume from Empire. They said a complete Vader costume is hard to find. Man, and that thing's probably going to go for a crap ton of money. A crap ton of money. CT, what's going on? How's it going? Senate, what's going on? How's it going? New Master, he's so sorry. I am really. I'm so sorry. You have no idea. I'm so very, very sorry. <laughs> no more sorry for now, goofball. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm very sorry. So, so, so very sorry. Aw, <laughs> oh, Sticky B, get over it, man. It's fine. It is fine. It is fine. <laughs> Tina, thank you very much. Okay, Bree. All right, Bree. Larry, Larry, what is going on, Larry, Larry? How is it going? Um, Aiden Vickery is here as well. What's going on? What's going on? Cass Hermosa, good morning. Odin, what's going on, Cass? How is it going? Sasha Neons, why so sorry? <laughs> uh, proper Ginevra, what's going on, Ginevra? Uh, Madila Peeps, what's going on? Yes, indeed, I was very sorry indeed. Obi-Wan 27883, thank you so much for the follow over on DLive. They came in. Thank you very much for the lemon. And Obi-Wan uh, 27883, thank you very much for the lemon. I appreciate it. Phone Nemo is here. Kim Can Park is here as well. The K-Man. Laura Story is over there on the D-Live. Captain Effet, thank you very much for the lemon as well. I appreciate it. Peabody is there as well. Cool, cool, cool. Nickel Noodles is there. What's up, Nickel? How is it going? All right, back over to the YouTube chat. The Senate says, I see you time out. You timed me out on D-Live, but I waited for five minutes and spammed my re. Yeah, I saw that Senate. But be careful, because if you start to overuse your spamming abilities, I can also block you. And I'd rather not. I really don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, Rosetta Allen, so off the bat, what is the weirdest nerd wedding you have heard of? I married uh, I married to Asian music and tribal drums with Princess Bride interwoven and brother had a Batman wedding. That's amazing. I've heard of people having Avengers weddings where every one of the groomsmen is a certain Marvel character. So I have heard about that. Um, that was probably the weirdest one that I've ever heard of as well. Uh, but I did talk about this on the video that I made today. So we do finally have a trailer. You know, we have a calendar out. So that's obviously the title of the video. Disney has revealed their calendar for the next several years. And it seems to be a lot of re like <laughs> redoing, rebooting, remaking, live action, and just more sequels. Nothing original. I think I counted maybe one or two original movies over the next three or four years. And it's one from Pixar, and the other one could be from Pixar, but we honestly don't know because they have not revealed titles yet for any of their projects. But man, oh man, uh, Disney is not looking to be in a very good position at this point because obviously they're making a crap ton of money with this movie, with Endgame. But as we've said before, eventually it's going to be very uh, annoying. Eventually people are going to stop watching because they're going to say, I want something new, I want something different. And if you keep giving people the same stuff over and over and over again, people are eventually going to leave. They're going to want to go and find something else. And also, it's already hard enough to get people out to a theater anyway. So I don't really know what their plan is because they're already doing the streaming service this year in November. 
And now they're going to be making a bunch of remakes. And also, they're promising that those movies will make it onto the streaming service first. So if I was someone who was a Disney fan, what I would do is say, all right, well, I'm going to get the Disney you know, plus premium, you know, I'm going to get the Disney plus program, not see any of these movies in theaters and just wait for them to come out on the streaming service because it'll come out like what, two, three months after, because it's supposed to be very, you're very, you know, it's supposed to be the first place to actually get the digital copies of the movies available. So yeah, I don't really know what their business model is. If they think that they can just do remakes upon remakes upon remakes in theaters and not lose money and not eventually at some point lose money because guess what? They're still spending the same amount of money trying to get those movies actually into production and actually out to the theaters themselves. So it just doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. It really does. It makes it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Um, alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Yeah. Alright, let's see what's going on. What's going on? Uh, Stephanie B says, hi, oh, hi, oh, hi, Steph. The Senate says, that was the final time, I swear. It, it, it better have been the Senate. Better. Uh, Cass says, are you excited in any Disney animated live action like Aladdin and Lion King? No, because I'm so tired of them remaking them. Seriously. And I hate, no, live action, Aladdin is a live action. There are actual actors there. Lion King is not a live action film. And it bothers me that they are still calling it that. It is complete CGI. All of the characters are CGI. Pretty much everything going on behind the scenes is CGI. So there's nothing live action about it. And I don't care how realistic the CGI looks. Oh, but the the CGI looks just like a lion. But it's also not the Lion King. The whole point of the Lion King was that it was a cartoon. It was a a fantasy realm. And now they're like, oh, we're going to remake it. Not for any other reason than, oh, we're going to try and make it look hyper-realistic. But no one wants to see a hyper-realistic version of Lion King. And honestly, unless they do what they did with Captain Marvel and they just put it in every theater known to man and make most of the shows 3D to be able to boost up their average ticket price, I don't know anyone that really wants to go see it. Like, if I wanted to see Lion King, guess what? I would say, oh, if you were to re-release it to theaters, guess what? I'd go see it because I love the original. Do that for any of the classic animated movies and I would go see it. Don't have to remake and reboot. Try actually spending all that crap money that you have on original content. Because you're going to get to the point where people are going to be so sick and tired of your crap. And even the people that like your stuff are going to say, you know what? I would rather wait for it to come out on the streaming service than spend, you know, $20 on a ticket and, you know, $20 on popcorn and soft drink and, you know, have to deal with people, have to deal with people on their phones, have to deal with kids crying and all this other nonsense that can happen at a theater when I can just experience the same movie just by paying, what, $6 a month, $7 a month. And if it gets, you know, if the price increases after a couple of years, it might be, what, $9 a month. And definitely worth it, especially since they're releasing a film, it seems, you know, once every month or once every two months or so. I mean, both, you know, look to Marvel, look to the Star Wars content, look to all the Avatar movies they're making, all the Pixar movies. So you have a basically a Disney film coming out almost every two months or so. And if I if it was me, I'd say, you know, you know what? I think that $14 I spent on the service to wait for those two films, in addition to getting all of the other classic and original content on the network is much more valuable than actually going out and watching all of the Disney films, bringing all of my kids to go see the Disney films, when I can just, hey, hey, you know what? Guess what? We'll enjoy, you know, we will enjoy all of the original content, we'll enjoy all the classic content, and then we'll just wait for the new stuff to come out, because it will come out every three months or so, and if it's every two months that movies are released, and every three months after that you get a release, you see how it's going to be very quick that all of a sudden, almost every week or every couple weeks, or at least every month, you're going to be getting new releases, so, again, I'm not really understanding the, the financial side of it as to why they're basically trying to totally overexpose themselves, I feel. But no, I'm not excited about any of them because 
I don't want them. And most people don't. Most people do not want any of these live-action nonsense, especially when it's not even live-action. Uh, Rosetta, Alan, I hate the live-action remakes of animated movies. Yeah, seriously. I, I mean, there are a couple that are okay. I mean, I personally thought Cinderella was okay, but I will also can, I can step back and say, but it wasn't necessary. We didn't need it. It didn't add anything to it. I mean, it was just a retelling of the story, but we didn't really need it. And it's just like with anything else. I mean, I know there's some people that, for example, I thought Jungle Book looked beautiful, but also I'm like, yeah, but we didn't need it. It wasn't necessary. It was cool to have some of the voice actors attached to the movie, but it wasn't necessary. It didn't need it. Go look to any of the other ones. I know that Jeremy loves Pete's Dragon, for example. I never actually got to see Pete's Dragon. I never actually got to see that edition of the movie, but I can tell you that I actually really love the original because it's, it's a classic movie. And even though it's a cartoon dragon interacting with the real world, it, it still holds up just from nostalgic factor alone. I don't know why they keep on going down this road. It just, it's going to end up hurting them in the long run. And I guess their mindset is, well, if it does hurt us in the long run, if it means that we've just sent a bunch of people over to our streaming service, then it's a win-win. But you're also still spending millions upon millions trying to make these damn movies. Uh, Orange Hat Reviews, uh, I hate Disney fatigue. Someone call John Wick and tell him we need more movies. <laughs> and you see, I think John Wick is going to end at three movies. I think it's going to be the John Wick trilogy, but the universe that's been built allows for other films to be told without John Wick, within the John Wick universe, but not exactly have to be helmed by uh, Keanu Reeves. For example, I would love to know more about the Continental. They're, the Stars is supposed to be developing a TV series focused on the series of hotel chains known as the Continental, where all these hitmen stay, where there's these rules, you know, there's your safety. When you go inside, you know, it's almost like going inside a church, you know, where, you know, you cannot shed blood, you cannot arrest, you cannot do anything on these, you know, these solemn, holy grounds of the Continental. So I would love to see that series, and I would love for them to do even a movie trilogy. Could you imagine a movie trilogy called The Continental that focuses on, I mean, you could have a brand new hitman that is followed. You could have another really awesome kick-ass actor playing that hitman. Or even better, you could almost make it an anthology series where it follows different hitmen over the course of their careers. I mean, there's so much you can do with it. I think that, you know, as far as following the hitmen through their careers would be better on a television. That, that might actually be what they try to do with the Star series. But you can see that there is a lot they can do there. And it's from an original concept. You know, it's, it's based off an original concept from the first John Wick film. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff that we want. We don't want, okay, we're going to remake this, and then we're going to reboot this, and then we're going to give it a sequel and a prequel, and we're going to give it all these other things, and then we're going to reboot it again and do the same thing all over again like 10 years later. I, it's just, if they think that we're not noticing, we are. And it's total hot garbage. It's awful. Rosanna Allen says, I mean, forget the live-action remakes. I just want more stuff like Stitch. I mean, I wasn't even a big fan of Lilo and Stitch, but no, I'm right there with you. I would rather them focus on original animated content because that is where they're doing well. Like, that is what they are, that is what they are doing extremely well. And that's the reason why I'm actually excited for the new Pixar uh, original because Pixar right now, as far as their original content goes, hasn't really made a flop. Like, I can't remember the last original Pixar film that wasn't good. You know? Because some people might point to Cars, but I mean, you can see that's a long time ago that Cars was actually there. I mean, I don't count the sequels. I don't count the spinoffs from that, from that universe because it all is a part of Cars to me. But the last time they made an original concept film that wasn't good, it's hard for me to think back. I mean, everyone's going to have different opinions on various things. Like, not everyone loves Frozen. Not everyone loves uh, Coco or anything like that. But, I mean, Coco was great. Moana was fine, too. I mean, Moana, I thought, had some really great music in it. And... Overall, was a pretty entertaining watch. Again, especially for, for, for younger audiences, I could definitely understand why they would love that type of film. Uh, Tech Guy says, uh, Serious thoughts. What is the core reason Disney, who owns everything, can't be original? Are the new generations just not as creative as the old-timers of the past, Walt Disney's era? It's because they're afraid, Tech Guy. 
They're afraid to take risks. They're, they're afraid to put themselves out there because they know if they take a risk, if they put out original content and it's rejected, I mean, they've just spent a crap ton of money on something that's not guaranteed to do well. And so Disney is looking at this financially and saying, wait a minute, <clears throat> we just made Captain Marvel, which was objectively a bad film and it made a billion dollars. We can go ahead and just continue to milk the MCU dry. We can continue to try and milk Star Wars dry. Now, Star Wars, you see, obviously see a different scenario happening because no one showed up for Solo. I mean, Solo was a bust. It was the first Star Wars film to ever lose money, which shows you that Disney is not without fault. Disney cannot do anything without fault. Like, Disney is not beyond it. Disney can make a flop. Disney can absolutely create films that people don't want to see. Solo is a great example. Dumbo. I mean, Dumbo didn't really do as well as they had wanted it to do. I mean, there's other examples you can look to as well. I mean, most people focus on Endgame. They focus on Infinity War. These films that are making $2 billion plus dollars. Endgame could, by the end of its run, have made $3 billion. And they're looking at those things, and obviously you should look there, but you should also look to see how those other titles are doing, the lesser-known titles. I mean, Artemis Fowl is probably the most indie film they have coming out, but even that's based off of a book. So it's still not an original movie, and that film's probably not going to make money. So, as you can see, I think that's the reason why they, they're choosing not to do it is because they're afraid. You know, back in the you know classic Walt Disney era, they were not afraid to take risks. But even in the classic Disney era, they also like to adapt other material. Keep in mind, these classic animated films that we love, they're all based on previous material. So, it, it is really hard to, to see them try to create new and original content. And other than Pixar, I can't think of any other branch of Disney that's actually doing it well. Uh, let's see. Tina says, I'm excited for a Steamboat Willie. Please tell me there's a live-action Steamboat Willie. Oh, God. Could you imagine? I just want to see a Steamboat Willie, and then the whole movie is just the whistling. <laughs> uh, G-Monkey says, John Wick 3 will probably be the last movie I see in a theater. There's a lot of movies I want to see, but would rather do it from the comfort of my home. And G-Monkey, that's how a lot of people feel. I mean, that's why Netflix has blown up. Hulu has blown up. The Disney Plus service is going to blow up. I mean, despite what any thoughts anyone might have, myself included, about Disney, I'm not denying that it's going to do well. In fact, I think there's enough content on there that even I will probably get the Disney Plus streaming service just because of their classic library alone. I mean, because I love classic Disney stuff. I really do. And, of course, I also want to be able to review things like The Mandalorian. But also, there's a lot of other ways and alternate means of watching this content now as well. I mean, the 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 piracy business, you know, is very, very strong right now. And with the dawn of VPNs and all this other technology, it's a lot easier to get away with that stuff. So they're basically pushing more and more people towards that direction. So yeah, they're going to be pushing a lot of people towards their service, but they're also pushing a lot more people over to uh, using the VPNs and uh, accessing it through other means with the torrents and streaming. Because now you don't even have to download stuff. Now you can just stream it. Because the most of the internet service providers don't do much if you stream stuff that's not, you know, on the up and up. If you download it, you get almost immediately emailed like, oh, we just got a copyright claim. But streaming, it's almost like, from what I've been seeing about it, it just it, it doesn't really happen in the same exact way. Uh, Cass says, I agree, Odin. Disney made the classics a piece of garbage. Yep, absolutely. Aiden Vickery says, do you think Disney uh, is trying to, uh, is trying in part to scare the other studios, trying to make them, trying to make out that they have the next two to three years taken care of? I think it's definitely a power move, Aiden. And I mentioned that in the video. I think that it is definitely a power move to say, we're claiming these weekends. And guess what? They're key weekends in May. They're key weekends in the holiday season, too. So now all the other studios are going to look at that and say, oh, well, you know, do we dare try to release at the same time? Do we dare try to compete with their stuff? Or maybe do we call their bluff and say, I don't think that your content's going to be as good as you say, and I think that we'll be able to get enough people who are sick and tired of the same old stuff to come to us. 
it'll be interesting. I would love to see a war against Disney because it would be really fun to have. I mean, could you imagine, you know, back in the old days, you had this happen a lot where two big films would come out in the same weekend and they'd actually fight it out. I would love to see like a big Disney film. Could you imagine like a Star Wars going head to head with a huge DC property? That'd be awesome. That'd be so cool. Marvel versus a DC property. I mean, I personally would love to see an Avengers versus Justice League. Now, I don't think DC is anywhere near close enough yet to be able to compete. However, I think that if Disney continues to push people away with the same old crap, it could easily help DC if they finally get their heads out of their asses to get their stuff together and actually, you know, create something that people might actually want to see. Uh, Rosetta Allen says, Belle was a huge spirit sister growing up. I am a huge book nerd, and I always loved her. I wanted the sock Watson for the awful remake. God, yeah. The Beauty and the Beast remake was total garbage. And, I mean, you had a great chance to use practical effects for the Beast, and they decided to go completely CGI, and it sucked. The CGI for the Beast was awful. And then they also took out one of my favorite songs from the Broadway show, If I Can't Love Her. And some people try and defend it saying, well, you know what? The song they replaced it with was just as good. No, I'm sorry. It wasn't. And I know that it was also attached to the original uh, musical as well. But If I Can't Love Her, to me, is a quintessential song for the Beast to sing. As someone who played the Beast (laughs) one year at my community theater, it was, again, the heart of the show was that song. And I loved it. Taylor Potter says, remaking movies should only happen once in a while. Not all the time, exactly. And, And basically, they have turned. Disney has turned remaking films into a a cottage industry where it's just they will churn out remake after remake after remake and it's insane the senate says lion king was the first disney film i ever watched and now they're remaking my childhood into some cgi crap fest yes seriously dude and i have no interest in seeing it i have none i do not want to see that nonsense especially since they're only remaking it because they were probably like you know what we mean we need more representation with this film it's like no i'm sorry like stop trying to push your social agenda down our throats it's a trap production says, my lord, I tried using your Amazon link the other day when I purchased my USB power hub. I hope you get a slice of the purchase. Well, it's a trap Productions. Thank you very much, man. I haven't checked it in a couple of days, but I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Rosetta Allen. Thank, uh, thanks Senate for making me feel old. <laughs> Senate is a youngster though. Senate is absolutely a youngster. All right, let me head over to my D live people. Let me head over to my D live people. Dark Star 57. Thank you so much for the two lemons. Uh, Obi-Wan. Thank you for the lemon. Uh, as well. Laura says, I'm excited for the Mandalorian show. Thank you very much. I'm excited for the Mandalorian as well. I definitely am. Peabody says, yeah, people, feel free to use gifts tastefully. Just don't use them to spam and block the chat. Uh, try to be fair. And also, because uh, people sometimes do it because they think they'll get more cryptocurrency. You only get credit for one chat per minute. That's the only thing that actually helps you gain cryptocurrency faster. So spam, spam the chat actually doesn't help you. It just makes people annoyed with you. Phonemo over on DLive says, Dumbo looked like looked lifelike, but was also, but also looked terrifying. Yeah, seriously. Laura is excited for Aladdin, but not Lion King. See, Aladdin, I would have been excited for had the trailer not been so awful. I mean, the you could tell they're standing in front of a green screen. The CGI is so bad. And I'm sorry, the genie still just looks awful. The K-Man, if I had to choose, I'd rather stay home and watch the cartoon Lion King than go to the theater to see the CGI one. K-Man, I'm right there with you, dude. Uh, Custom Elvis, what's going on, Custom Elvis? Thank you very much for the follow. We're, what, eight people away? We're eight people away from getting a partner on DLive, so if you don't have a DLive account yet, please create one and help me out. Uh, See, Wetman Nightmare says, Jungle Book was dope, but I agree, unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, as I said, I overall liked Jungle Book. When I saw it, I overall enjoyed it, and I was very impressed with what they were able to... I mean, John Favreau did that film, and I was very impressed with what he was able to do, but the whole time I'm like, okay, this is cool and everything, but it's not necessary, and I'm never going to see this again. If I'm going to watch the Jungle Book, I'm going to watch the classic cartoon. I'm not going to watch this. You know, it's just make films that we actually want to see again. 
Phone email, I want another Riddick movie. I never really got into the Riddick franchise. I understand that people, you know, people who do, but it's just never been me. Uh, Nigel Nudo says, careful what you wish for, a.k.a. John Wick. Let's, uh, I don't want to get in, let's not get John Wick, please. Uh, Rumishi says, so sympathetic. Sympathetic? What do you mean, sympathetic? Peabody, Disney should take its writers and concept artists, dump them in a log cabin with no media, no phones, no internet. Think they would get creative very fast. There were too many distractions these days. Peabody, I think that's a good point. I think that definitely you could point to the younger writers that are coming in being very distracted. But as I said before, I think that it honestly is the older tier telling the writers what to do, saying, yeah, you could do this, but you know what? We just want to go ahead and continue to milk this train for as much as we can. And so we want you to write these stories this way. And then maybe we'll think about your original idea. Maybe. And I think that's probably the reason why everything's being pushed in this direction. Uh, Obi-Wan27883 over on DLive says, Odin, have you heard Disney is retroactively editing out offensive content from classic Disney movies when they are on Disney Plus? I have not heard of this, Obi-Wan, but that doesn't surprise me. And I really hope they don't turn, you know, tear to shreds their original content so much that there's nothing left in there. I'm assuming that they're probably going to take care of the fun. Yeah, he says that. He says, uh, Jeff from World Class Biasers says, so Obi-Wan's continuing, said they were editing out the crows scene from 1940 Dumbo because it's racist. And here's the thing, too. It's literally just the crows themselves that are racist. The song that they sing is not necessarily racist, from at least from what I remember. But also, too, to me, it's just, I mean, kids aren't going to get that. Even adults, if they look at that, they're not going to think, oh, man, this makes me want to hate a certain race of people. Or, oh, man, this movie makes me think they hate. No. It, it's obviously they're, they're standing for a, a racist symbol. You know, one could definitely argue that point. But I'm sorry, like, that's just ridiculous. Um, Larry 2001 says, Streaming services can now edit and censor movies on the fly. Yeah, it's not hard. It really isn't. And that's why I honestly think it's going to be a lot safer for them to do stuff just purely on the streaming network rather than try and, you know, take the risk in an actual theater. Phonemo says, There is a part of me that wants Disney to quickly ruin my favorite entertaining but not, uh, let's see, hold on, sorry, Quick, uh, Phone Nemo says, there's a part of me that wants Disney to quickly ruin my fran- uh, my favorite franchises, uh, just get it over with, yeah, I mean, I understand where you're coming from, Phone Nemo, but at the same time, too, I don't want them to ruin everything, because there are some things that I think should be preserved and protected, Darkstar57 says, stories need to be entertaining, not educating, damn right, damn right, if I want to be educated, I will watch a documentary, if I want to be educated, I will watch an historical film, if I want to be entertained, I will go see any other type of film. And if even those films are going to start to become educational, then I'm sorry, you've lost the point. You've lost the concept of filmmaking. Filmmaking is meant for people who dream, so that way we can literally lose ourselves in your dream on the screen. I'm, I'm, I'm rhyming with the scheme, man. <laughs> got to get ready for my rap battle with, with Jesse Milestone. I don't know when it's going to happen, but uh, she reminded me the other day after I got off the, the Star Wars stream <laughs> that we still need to have our, our, our epic rap battle. Odin from the streets needs to come out. Let's see. Uh, Nigel Noodle says, everything is racist according to the racist. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Larry says, Song of the South will never see the light of day. Nope. <laughs> no chance in hell. Even though it has one of the coolest songs ever. Zippity doo da, zippity day. It's a good song. It's a good song. Uh, Laura Story says the second Aladdin trailer looked much better. The lady playing Jasmine had a beautiful voice. Fingers crossed. No, Laura, I will agree with you there. That was the one positive I had from that trailer, was her voice. And I would say if you've not seen that second Aladdin trailer, watch it just so that you can hear Aladdin's voice. I mean, not Aladdin's voice, sorry. Uh, sorry, so sorry, because Aladdin's voice was really nothing special. But listen to Jasmine's voice. She is. Like, beautiful voice. And I wasn't really expecting that because the actress playing her isn't really known for her acting chops. She hasn't really been in a whole lot. But she was great. 
Like, she sounded fantastic. So, yeah, definitely fingers crossed that it'll at least sound good, but it doesn't take care of the giant CGI mess that everything else is. I mean, all the backgrounds are CGI. Everything other than the actors themselves looks like CGI, and I hate that. Use more practical effects. Especially with movies like that, you can definitely use... If they can do practical effects in The Mandalorian, which is freaking Star Wars, you can do it with Aladdin. I mean, obviously, you can only do so much with a genie without CGI, but still, come on. You can make it work. I've seen... I mean, if the play can make it work, if the musical on Broadway can make the genie work, guess what? (laughs) So can the movie. And the movie can do even more with actual quick cuts and editing and all these other cool things. Um, Captain Evan, thank you very much for the lemon over on D-Lab. All right, heading back over to my YouTube peeps. Um, let's see, Rosella Allen says, the remake of Peach Dragon was a bit heavy on the whiny anti-logging crap, but was actually the better one they did. Still sucks compared to the first. Yeah, I didn't see Peach Dragon, so that doesn't surprise me that they tried to add something like that in. But the original was great. I mean, the original had a classic actor in it. Um, Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney was in the original. A lot of people remember that, but Mickey Rooney was in the original. And he was great in it. Uh, Zion Waters, uh, OG Peach Dragon was the best, Candle on the Water is a beautiful song. It's been so long since I've seen it too, because I think the, I think I only own that on VHS at my parents' house, so I need to, at some point, you know, actually invest in that myself to get it on maybe Blu-ray or, you know, another edition, because I just remember loving the original when I was a kid. Um, alrighty, 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 let's see. Sorry, I'm just heading back up to... I'm on the YouTube stream, but the chat jumped on me, so let me see. All right. Orange Air Review says Keanu Reeves did say they will make more movies as long as the fans want them. And I think as long as John Wick 3 doesn't screw anything up, people are going to keep on wanting them. But I honestly think that the trilogy itself will be self-contained. I don't think they're going to do a John Wick 4. I don't think they're going to do a John Wick 4. I could be wrong. I could totally be wrong on that. But I honestly think that the John Wick part of the story will end, and it'll continue in that same universe but as I said, I think it's going to focus more on some of the background stuff, which I think is the most interesting part. One of my favorite parts of John Wick 2 was how they go further into the lore of the Continental. I actually love that. Uh, Edge Rap Production says, original animated content. You say, my lord, I got to work harder on getting my work into movie theaters. It's Trap Productions. Yes, go check out It's Trap Productions. Really cool dude. Does some great voice work. And yes, is into the animated. Is into the animated genre. Go check out his stuff. He is a good dude. He is a good, good dude. Uh, Cass says, how about The Incredibles 2? Sorry to say, I did not like it as much as the first Incredibles. I agree. I thought the first Incredibles was great. They waited way too long for the second, and the second one was fine. Like, there was no problems with it, necessarily, other than it just didn't feel special anymore. The first one was so special, it was lightning in a bottle. They could have done it in two, three years, and it would have been, I think, solid. They could have even had a new trilogy under their belts. But instead, they drag their feet, drag their feet, remake Car. Like, Cars gets three movies, and then there's a spinoff called Planes that gets two movies. And, like, and that movie, that franchise sucked. The, the concept was for that film and that for the entire franchise was awful. And yet, that one got so many remakes, but Incredibles didn't. Incredibles would arguably be some people's favorite Pixar movie ever. So, uh, yeah, I think they waited way too long. And by waiting too long, I think they just... They were out there welcome with it. And so I saw it, I'm like, this is great, but it would have been great like ten years ago when they should have made the <laughs> when they should have made the you know the uh the sequel. Cause they could have made three or four movies at that time. And not that I'm saying I'm one thing not saying I wanted them to make three or four movies, but they could have. And I think it would have been more I think it would have been better received. And also, because it's so close to the original, it means that they'll still have the same look and feel of the original too, and I think that goes a long way. 
Uh, Rosetta Allen says, after the mess with using strobes and not warning people, they caused several kids to go into seizures into the theaters. So Pixar has hit my uh, hit my dead to me list. I did like Moana only for Hey Hey. Hey Hey is so funny. The little chicken. Oh, I love chicken. So funny. And a little pig. Little pig. So cute. But no, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, they should definitely have those types of warnings, especially when, you know, there are, you know, obviously many people that are sensitive to that kind of stuff. Uh, Sticky V, what is the maximum length you will accept for your beard? And will there be a day you will shock us with shorter or even no beard at all someday? Well, I mean, obviously, I've gotten it trimmed before. So that that's definitely something that will happen at some point. It definitely will be trimmed. I would say like half of what it is now would be the shortest I would ever go. I don't plan on shaving it off completely anytime soon. I would only ever do that, let's say, if I was cast in a role that I really wanted and it required me to shave. I would obviously do that. Um, or if for any other reason I needed to. But if not that, then no, it's going to stay. It is going to stay. Uh, Senate says, favorite animated film, my top three are Lion King, Nemo, Cars, but Cars 2 and 3 don't exist in my book. I don't I don't even like the first car, Senate. Again, I respect you for liking it, but even that one, I'm like, nah. Like, the only thing that I got out of that film was, life is a highway. It's the only thing I got from the entire Cars franchise, actually. But as far as my favorite animated, if you're talking about, I mean, so you're including animated, not just Pixar. So I would say my favorite animated films, as I said before, I have my top two, which is Hunchback of Notre Dame, like, all-time favorite because it has the best score out of them all. Hercules which has probably the second best score out of them all, which is fantastic. And then probably Aladdin. I love me some Aladdin. There's also a lot of other ones that I like too, but if I had to pick my top three, those would probably be my top three. Uh, Tina says, remember, we do not discuss Coco when Steph is around. That's right. Coco had to be watched like a thousand times by Steph because that's what happens when you've got nieces and nephews who want nothing more than to watch that movie nonstop. (laughs) I'm sure I would have gotten sick of it too. But because I didn't have to watch it that many times, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Uh, Rosetta Allen, Lion King, to me, never should have been Disney anyway. They stole the story from an African kid's novel and never uh, never credited them. Rosetta Allen, they did that a lot. Look at most of their content. Most of their content has been, like, stolen from something else. <laughs> That's how they've made their money for a long time. And so you kind of have to forget that sometimes, but yeah, it's crazy. Uh, let's see. Tina says, I saw a documentary on that. The Japanese company was asked why they didn't fight back. They pretty much said, we are small and Disney is big. We can't fight them. Yeah, that's ah, that's so sad. That really is. Um, Alexander says, Disney is going to blow up and streaming film is dead. Well, I mean, film was dying already, Alexander. So I think that that was already an inevitable thing. But as far as the streaming goes, yeah, I think I, I predict that in the first year, they'll, they'll hit over a million subscribers. No question about it. Like, they'll have over a million subscriptions by the end of their first year. And I don't even think they're projecting that. That's just what I'm saying. Because, to me, there's gonna have, they're going to have too much original content where families are automatically going to get it. And the price is so comparable. The, the price is so competitive. And with the content that they're claiming that they're going to offer you, not just original content, but also, like, classic content, it's, it's a no-brainer. I mean, seriously, it is an absolute no-brainer, especially since they're going to be offering newer release stuff in addition to everything. Uh, Bruce says, my cable bill is too high as it is. I'll never pay for any streaming service. Hey, man, I respect that. I totally respect it. Uh, Tina says, yeah, Kimba was an anime. Disney lied and said it was an original story. It was not. The Japanese company decided not to sue Disney even though they had a case. And as I said, they've done that before, though. Even if they gave credit, they've, they've made a lot of their money and they've gotten a lot of their attention and love on the backs of other story writers. That's why, to me, it would be really cool to see them actually try, now that they have all of the money, to actually, you know, 
do something with it. Be creative. Now they've got the perfect time because they can make a film for like, what, $20 million? They can make an indie film for like $20 million. And if it makes no money, guess what? It's a write-off because you're already making bank on the other films. But at least try because guess what? You might actually get a sleeper hit on your hands. And then guess what? Now you can actually build a new universe around an actual original concept that hasn't been stolen from something else. And also Rosetta Allen, I just saw the, I saw the word. And so all I could think of is flames on the side of my face. <laughs> Orange Eye Review says, I got over five, I got over 50,000 torches and 90,000 pitchforks. You want a war with Disney? I got the tools if you got the influence. Uh, but yeah, Disney has become too powerful. Yes, they have definitely become too powerful. And it's not going to be long before they own everything. I would not be surprised if eventually they buy Warner Brothers, buy Universal, buy all the companies. There's going to be a time, though, when the government's going to step in. And that's going to that, to me, is going to be the biggest fight. Because you're going to have people on both sides who say, no, the government shouldn't, shouldn't get involved. And others that say, yeah, but what about our antitrust laws? And aren't they starting to infringe on it? And it's going to be an interesting battle. Because I think both sides are going to have something to say to it. Because obviously, I'm, you know, anytime that there's something that's going to get the government out of my life, hey, I'm all for, I'm all for that. But, yeah, where does that stop? You know, what does that stop? And when does, you know, trying to make sensible laws come in? Uh, Rosetta also says, yeah, the anime was bought uh, was bought from a kid's book. Okay, I got you, got you. Uh, Cindy B, where are the babies? They're outside. They are probably, like, asleep because um, <laughs> uh, Freya, Freya had to take care of some stuff. And I think she ate some dinner, so they're chilling out with her right now. I bet they're passed out. They had so much fun at the dog park, Steph. I mean, seriously, it was adorable. We thought I thought that it was going to be awful. I thought they were going to be barking everywhere. But no, they were so good. They were running up to different puppies, and they were sniffing, and they were just being so well behaved and little river my little my little dog my little black dog she's so cute she became like an ambassador anytime a new dog came into the dog park she would automatically run over to the gate and greet them it was so cute it was so cute they were so well behaved i can't wait to bring them back already uh flames 11 says i have always thought the live action cgi remakes were cash grabs oh for sure and they have always been cash grabs but now it's getting to the point where it's getting it's getting ridiculous because it's one thing to remake just a couple that maybe should, you know, if it can be remade and it's being done for a purpose, then okay, go right ahead. You know, make your money, but still also be like, yeah, we're justifying it. Now they're taking every single animated movie from their canon and saying, yep, we're going to remake it. That is too much. That is too much. Uh, Tina says, still talking about Disney, um, you know, screwing over this company, says, I just hate that the Japanese company couldn't sue them and force them to admit they lied about it being a Disney original story. That alone makes me hate them even more. Yeah, and I wonder, is it too late for them to still be able to to sue for damages? I know that they're even bigger now, but maybe it's something they can come back to one day. That'd be cool to see. I mean, if even companies like Apple and Samsung can be taken down a peg, I think that Disney can definitely be taken down as well. Uh, the Senate says, reboot, reboot, reboot. Wait, you wanted original content. Uh, we don't have that here. <laughs> yep, all they can do is reboot. Uh, Bruce says, wow, I got a new modern today. A- uh, AT&T, sh- uh, AT&T shipped it to me, and my internet is noticeably fast. Well, I even able to watch you stream in HD. Oh, new modem today. Got a new modem. Nice. Very cool. If you've got a chance, if in your neighborhood you have an option to upgrade to Fiverr, I recommend it. They're offering it at like cheaper prices for now, and it's worth it. I have 300 up, 300 down, and it's the same price as I was paying before for like significantly less as far as speed goes. And where I'm moving in in Tennessee, it's actually a public utility, so it's actually cheaper too and offering the same speed. So I'm very very excited for that. Alex McCarthy says, in the tune of Gaston's song, No one's 
beauty like Odin. No one's knowledgeable about box office. That doesn't work. Those words don't work for that song. <laughs> sorry, so sorry. Oh, man. Come up with better lyrics that actually fit it. All right. Head over to my D-Live peeps. Don't worry. I did not forget about my D-Live peeps. Hello, D-Live peeps. How is it going? How is it going? Uh, Captain F Head, thank you very much for the lemon. Obi Wan says, "Didn't they cast someone ran some random white white woman as Jasmine? Where is representation Disney? No, um, she's definitely not white. I, uh, mixed race, maybe. I don't know. Again, I don't really, I don't care about that stuff. I really don't. To me, it's like, okay, does she look like Jasmine? Great. I don't care what her background is. If she looks like Jasmine, then great, awesome. If she fits the role and fits the area that they're in, great, awesome. That's all I care about. And can she sing? So." Uh, Larry2001 says, singing is sometimes dubbed by a real singer. True, she actually sang. Uh, apparently, she's also a singer. She's a singer-actress, so it's interesting. Uh, Dion says, howdy, I'll just finish my video on DLive. So, hey, Odin, Dion, thank you very much, man. Hope the video went well. Also, how was your test? Because Dion was testing to see just how far he could push the limits on DLive, and I think he was going to try and actually stream a movie. So, copyright material stuff. So, it's going to be interesting to see what he uh, what he has to say. The K-Man says, Naomi Scott is Jasmine. Is a good singer in the few songs I've heard her do. So that's the only part of Aladdin I wouldn't be worried about. Yep, right here too. So if I'm going and I'm hearing that she's great, I, you know, obviously I'm going to see it because I want to be able to review it for the channel. But if I can at least come away with it saying, hey, if you, if you, like, if you like Princess Jasmine and you want her to be good and you want her to have a great voice, hey, you got it. I hope I can come back and say that. Seriously. Uh, Mr. Peabody over on DLive says, I remember parts of the original Peach Dragon. Don't remember anything of the remake. That should say it all. Yeah, I mean, even if they do some things very well, obviously they're making films now that don't stick. They're making films that aren't going to be remembered. They're making films that no one wants to buy. I mean, I have some Disney films in my Blu-ray collection, but I can't tell you how many I don't have because they're just not interesting because I don't want to buy them because I have no interest in seeing them ever again. Uh... See, Obi-Wan says, OG Pete's Dragon was one of my favorite Disney movies growing up. Me too, man. Darkstar57, I think it would be cool to have a backstory on Winston. That could be a multi-movie cover. Yes. If, uh, going back into the John Wicks, uh, absolutely. Peabody says, I saw it in cinema when it came out, so that was a while ago. I was six. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Dion, thanks for the lemon rub. The K-Man says, cars use life is a highway, but didn't use, but even didn't even use the original version. I know, but to be honest, I actually really like their version better than the original you know and the only reason why i like it is because i used to work at an amc and i used to work as a supervisor and so one of my jobs was to count money at the end of the night on weekends and so we would always listen to music because it's a tedious task having to actually like count, you know, count the cash and so depending on who i was with the music would change so sometimes i would close with one person who he really liked rap and hip-hop and so that's how I learned about a lot of songs I'd never heard of in my life because guess what? That that wasn't my style of music. And so there were a couple of really great songs, though, that became so funny that every time we closed, we started to listen to those songs. Like, we would choose those songs because ah, they were so great. Um, but another one was, like, Disney and Broadway and stuff like that. And so that one was fun, too, because I would usually be able to sing along with it. And that's also when I would hear that song so damn much. So it was one of the things where I hated it, but then I, I heard it so much that I ended up loving it. Obi-Wan says, um, Lion King is animated Hamlet. That is true. Phonemo, this while Disney, this while Disney thing will be interesting to watch. Yeah, the Disney Plus thing will definitely be interesting. Uh, Brad Beer, Hunter, Brad is over in the DLive chats. Hello, Brad. Edgar Allan's po Edgar Allan Poe's estate uh, should should have sued for that so raven. 
Uh, Frank the Bunny uh, says, we have an election coming up in Australia and both major parties seem to support the censorship and even call for jail time on trolls. Blanket statements are dangerous on the internet now. That's crazy, dude. Both parties are okay with censorship. That's insane, dude. So sorry for any of my Australian peeps. I'm so sorry they have to deal with that nonsense. Um, Peabody says, dogs are like children. They learn from their parents. River was running up to the new dog saying, hey, have you seen me on YouTube? <laughs> Man, if I had the money and the willpower, I would love to make a film like just from their perspective on things because that would be so great. Hi, have you seen me on YouTube? <laughs> Dion says it worked. Wow, okay. Uh, Obi-Wan says, I don't actually care either, but the hypocrisy is real. Yeah, I hear you, Obi-Wan. Dion says, the Orville stream worked and the video is up on my replays at the moment. So he was able to stream the entire show of the Orville and did not get copyright struck. Now, here's the thing, Dion, and this is, I think, that something that DLive has is that I think for streams it works very well because you don't have the YouTube coming out of the woodworks and being like, we're going to take your stream down, we're going to take your channel down. You know, it seems like DLive has some terms and conditions, so I wouldn't want to do it. Like, I wouldn't want to show a full movie but it seems like if I were to just play audio or if I were just to do what Mecca Random used to do before she got, you know, copy struck where she would be watching an episode live and it would show just like an image for a few seconds and then it would go away. Something tells me that they would never find out about it if you use DLive for it instead. Uh, and then Deanne says it only lasts for six days anyway, so it's all good so far. I think that might be how they get away with it is that it'll just go away. And so let's say they get a complaint. They'll say, oh, we'll take care of it in six days. And then, oh, well, it's gone. So it's not a problem anymore. You know, <laughs> uh, Mad Max 3D, Mad Max 3D. Thank you so much for or Mad X. Sorry, Mad X 3D. Thank you for the follow over on D Live, man. I appreciate it. We're getting so close. What are we at now? Let me refresh my D Live page real quick. We're at 194 followers, guys. We are six followers away. Six followers away from getting partner over on D Live. So, guys, check out the description. If you're on YouTube, check out the description of this video. Click on the D Live link and think about becoming a member over there. It's a pretty cool community. It's pretty cool. Uh, CT, hello, Odin. What's up, CT? Uh, Brad says, a lot of shows on here are just hanging and listening to music. Yeah, seriously, like, people listen to music, and they don't have to worry about getting copyright. Like, they don't have to worry about any of that nonsense. You can listen to music and talk, because guess what? To me, that's fair use, because you're not claiming it as your own. You're just listening to it in the background, and you're just talking and chilling or playing games or whatever. And you don't get, you know, you don't get a warning. You don't get your stream taken down. You don't lose anything, because guess what? You get the money during the stream, and then once the stream's over, you have it. And so what are they going to do, retroactively take away anything that you did? I mean, obviously, I think that if you start just to stream movies nonstop, you get in trouble. But, I mean, if you're just listening to music and you're streaming or if you're watching a movie and you're just showing it every now and then, I don't see the problem with that. Or even just having the audio on low. I don't think that you would get in trouble on DLive. So that might be something that when we do a movie night, maybe it's the movie night just going to be over on DLive because then I can actually have the audio on. And then that, that way y'all can actually know where I am, you know, and be able to listen along with me. Uh, so it says, Odin DLive is better confirmed. Yes, it definitely seems like it. <laughs> and guys, check out Dion, uh, Dion M01 on DLive if you want to check out his Orville stream. Phonema says, I wonder if we will ever get a new Mad Max movie. Hey, I mean, Fury Road did great. Fury Road was, was very successful. And I would actually be okay with a Furiosa film. Like, Furiosa was awesome in that film. Um, the Senate says, good God, Disney, just let the originals be. Glad I have the original version on DVD. Nice, dude. All right, I'm back over on my YouTubes. John Early says, do you like Operation Dumbo Drop? I've only seen it a couple times, and I liked it when I saw it. Um, Perth Comics, what's up? Perth Comics says, Lady and the Tramp live action film is coming at the end of the year. The live action remakes continue. God, that's so stupid. That is so stupid. Lady and the Tramp. So is, is it just going to be, uh, animated? Like, is it just going to be animated dogs? 
We already have that. We have that in the animated movie. Oh, but this time there's going to be real people in it, too. It's going to be a live-action remake. No, just stop. It's ridiculous. And also, Perth Comics, thank you for the follow, dude. Appreciate it. Follow me over on DLive. Getting so close. Getting so very, very close. So very, very close, my friend. Uh, Rosetta Allen says, things that are actually creative and funny die quickly, a.k.a. Gallivant. I remember hearing about Gallivant. I never got into it, but I'm assuming that it's pretty good. I'm assuming that's pretty good if you liked it. Um, alrighty, let's see. Chat jumped on me over on the YouTubes, so I shall be back in a second as I scroll up. Alright, this is where it brought me. So, Rosetta Allen says, The second Incredibles was the one that caused the seizures and was so badly handled, it was just wrong, and I love the first one. Oh, okay, Rosetta, I gotcha. Yeah, sounds about right. Soul Assassin says, How about a John Wick movie that follows an unknown character who begins his, uh his or her career as an assassin and becomes a continental member. That could be cool. That could be really, really cool. Taylor Potter says, I'm with you on that one. I will never go into a Cars franchise as well. Yeah, Cars is just... Mm. Aiden Vickery, if you are cast as Samson, does the beard go then? (laughs) I guess, but I mean, I don't know of any musicals versions of Samson, so I don't think that should be a problem. (laughs) Rosetta Allen says... Um, I want them to do a Gloom movie and have good folks making it good, sardonic, twisted, gothic misery. What's Gloom? What is that? G-Monkey says, no shave trim for me. I plan on looking like Gandalf Dumbledore in a few years. Nice, G-Monkey. That is awesome. If I had the time and patience, and if Frey would let me, I probably would. Uh, Let's see. The Senate says, I used to be obsessed with Nemo. I used to have Nemo flashlight, Nemo blanket, PJs, swim trunks, socks, toys, shirts, etc. I still have the Nemo blanket. Dude, Nemo is so good. Nemo has aged very well. And I have to say, the sequel, Finding Dory, was fine, but again, it was done a little too late for me. Bruce says, Star Chaser, Legend of Orin. Love that. Anyone in the chat heard of it? Never heard of Star Chaser, Legend of Orin. Never heard of it. Uh, Matuine, thank you, Matuine, for the $5 super chat. I appreciate that a lot. Says, if they ever do a live action Fox and the Hound, I'm going to lose my composure. Oh, get ready, dude. It's going to happen. It is going to happen. No question about it, Matuine. And thank you for the super chat, man. I appreciate it. Uh, Sassadions says, less popular but great anime movies. The Song of the Sea, great. So damn good. And I'm not biased because it's Irish. <laughs> and he says, an Irish-made film with lovely music, a monster in Paris, and Netflix is The Little Prince. I heard great things about The Little Prince but never actually saw it. Uh, the Senate says, have you heard Facebook taking down Bounding in the Comics? I did. Uh, Gary uh, talked about that a little bit on his Twitter, and I'm sure he's streaming about it now or will stream about it later but yeah dude so for those that don't know Com- bounding in the comics is a source that i tend to use in my videos they do really good work they had 125,000 125,000 followers on facebook facebook took their page down and from what i can tell they don't know why it just is no longer there it just got taken down out of the blue which is insane to me because i don't think they did anything wrong i can't really point to anything or really acknowledge anything that they could have done wrong i mean what is it? They're going to be called fake news now because they're t- covering stuff from a different perspective? No, I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way. Um, so, um, yeah, I heard about it. And, man, oh, man, I hope that they, you know, fight back on that. And if Facebook is going to drag their feet, then say, all right, cool, we'll take our business elsewhere. And then just basically <laughs> cover it to, you know, kingdom come and just expose it. Because that is the way that you're going to take these people down is by exposing them. I mean, I saw that they actually, they tagged in Tim Pool, who has a very large channel, very large following. 
So I hope Tim Pool covers it because Tim Pool has a lot of influence. And if there's one way for them to make, you know, to have a lot of people just leave Facebook, hey, that's one way to do it. Because he's already moving on to things like Minds, to things like Gab, to, you know, more free speech oriented services. So I think that's what eventually a lot of us are going to have to start to do, which is scary when you think about it. Uh, Rosetta Allen says, Clue is one of my favorite movies. Watch it with Young Frankenstein and Arsenic and Old Lace. Every Halloween, Clue is so damn good. I love it. The ending scene is always great. Communism was just a red herring. (laughs) And then, of course, the greatest line ever, the ending line. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. (laughs) Uh, Young Frankenstein is also very good. Uh, Alexander says, entertainment is dead is what I meant. As long as Disney gets billions, the entire future of TV and movies is in jeopardy. Well, I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's necessarily dead because there's always going to be small pockets of good content in some, you know, in some places. You know, as much as I'm against and hate Netflix for a lot of the crap that they're doing, there's still some really good content that's created. So Disney is going to be the same way. There's going to be good content created, but, you know, I think that it's just, it's a scary situation just because of how much money they have. Uh, Perth Comics says, Disney will be able to pay off the government to get their way. <laughs> Sounds like it. And that's scary. That's what we should be fighting against. Because that that's not capitalism. That is this other version of capitalism. This is, you know, when, when business and governments are in the, you know, that's why everyone loves to say, like, that's why we need a bigger government. It's like, no, because then the government gets bigger. The companies continue to get bigger, too, because they're all friends. And then guess 